Do you have do you have a way to define the word woman? That is an interesting question, right? That is an interesting because, like, okay, what if? Yeah. So, damn, damn, because a woman can be so many things. That yeah. can be so many freaking things. But but then I know I'm not that. Isn't that yeah. weird, right? right? Like, I don't think anybody has a definition of woman, honestly. Gender's whatever. I'm making a so, t-shirt. That's just like gender's whatever. <laughs> do you okay? How about this? Um, do you distinguish between the words woman and female? Definitionally. Oh, for sure. Because okay. female, like sex is parts and gender is your heart. And anyone, like anyone can identify as a woman, you know, mm-hmm. like you can be born with, with a peen and identify as a woman. Um, but then I know that I don't identify as a woman. Um, and I, maybe that's because of in my entire 36 years, all of what has been shown to me of like, what, you know, all the different types of ways to be a woman. I don't really identify with those. I just kind of like pick and choose traits and I don't like to really it's yeah it's so it is the weirdest thing and I don't have a lot of explanations for it but I'm just like I know I'm not that Welcome to Wrong Questions Only, the politically non-binary podcast where queers, conservatives, and everyone else solve one culture war per season. This season, we're taking on gender. I'm Ariel Isaac Norman, and I hope you enjoy the conversation I had with Kate, the non-binary therapist. I guess we'll start by telling people how we met which is so great because <laughs> I don't know how long ago this was because I changed my my Instagram handle to Ellen to genderless so I don't know now one two this plus is like years ago years. this has been going yeah, on for like a hot minute. Minute. yeah and I don't remember how long after I changed my Instagram you know that I even reached out to you but I think I just was like oh I wonder if I could get that email and I think I just saw it, it was said it was taken and so I don't know if I figured out that you probably weren't really using it or if I just cold emailed and was like hey just in case you're not really <laughs> using like, I think that's what you did yeah yeah it's <laughs> like oh right I could just email the email address that I want and so I was like hey if you don't really care about ellengenderless at gmail.com then uh can I have it and then so we kind of like it was a troubleshooting thing to figure out how to do this. But I think that at some point, like in the first time we emailed was long enough ago that your name has changed. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because so that's when I noticed like, oh, OK, because you you changed your, the na- na- spelling of your name to K-E-I-G-H-T. Yes. Um, K-8. And, K-8 <laughs> and so yeah. your rap name or whatever. Thank you for um, not calling me Kite. Actually, it's oh. <laughs> a weird way. I don't know how anyone would interpret it that way. Kite, kind of fun though. I don't know. I'm into it. But anyway, yeah. So then I was like, wait a minute. Now that I have started yet another podcast and, you know, want to like talk to people, I was like, well, this is great. So maybe I can have my Ellen Gingerless twin 
on the new Wrong Questions Only podcast. So you were gracious enough to agree to it. So fellow Ellen DeGeneres, thanks for it. When did you get that email, by the way? Yeah. So it's actually really funny because it totally has to do with gender identity. The reason, yeah. the, the whole thing. Um, so it was back in about 2012 or 2013. I made it and I, I think I, I think I literally made it for like, for like OkCupid or something stupid. And back then I was like, I was definitely trying to, I was starting to explore gender stuff, but I was like, then I kind of just left it be for a little bit. Cause I was like, well, maybe I identify as non-binary, but no, you know, I'm not androgynous. So I must not be non-binary because all, all non-binary folks are androgynous. Right. And that's now we know that's not true, but Back in 2012, I thought that that's, that's how you would qualify, you know? Um, So I, I like puns a lot. Did you feel like androgyny is a, is an inherent quality um, more than it is like something that you could also choose to cultivate, you know, like, cause, cause, cause androgyny, like in some ways there's definitely, you know, androgynous features. I have them. Um, The jawline, I'm five, eight, which is like the most androgynous height, you know, stuff like that. But you can also cut your hair in more androgynous ways, or you can dress in more androgynous ways, et cetera. So did you not think of it as like, Oh, if I feel non-binary and I want to express that, then I could, you know, lean into those. Yeah. So and back then I didn't, cause I, I feel like probably I look way more androgynous now, right? Like I, you know, I, I think I disclosed earlier, maybe I didn't, I'm on HRT and everything. And I, I identify as trans at this point, but like both trans and I'm um, non-binary, which we can totally get into at some point. Um, but I didn't quite know how to express what I, you know, I was really young. I was like 28 now I'm 36. And I was like, I don't really quite know how to express like these feelings of not quite identifying with being like female, not identifying with being male, but I, this is how I, you know, I had like long hair and stuff. So I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't quite know how to express the way I felt inside, I guess, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, but, um, and yes. You said that was 2012 to 2014 is when you were kind of feeling like this and exploring this, but hadn't yeah. uh, figured out a way to kind of live it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then like major curveball. I, uh, it's so funny. Cause I was like looking, I was like looking at like some of your stand-up stuff and I was like, Oh shit, you were Mormon. So mm. fun fact, I went from being like this, like kind of baby queer to marrying a Mormon dude and being LDS to the point Whoa. where I was I was in the Relief Society presidency and then yeah because I it was Jesus. really yeah it was really screwy um it was I had fallen in love and I it was, you got temple married and shit I got temple married and shit dude how, wait, so how I also long got divorced <laughs> temple divorced um, I was I want to say like four years and yeah. it was there's a lot of um, power and control stuff in there. Um, I <laughs> fell in love with someone who was like, well, you know, I only, um, want to be with somebody who's LDS. And the best way for you to learn about that is to meet with the missionaries and, you know, all this stuff. And so me trying to be like open-minded, I was like, well, I'll try something I've never done before. I was raised Catholic. I don't know. I'm here for the ride. And I tried to do this thing. I, 
at the time, and it sounds so effed probably to somebody who was like raised LDS and like left. It's like you and I already have like this weird mirror life thing going on. That's kind of bizarre. So the thing about it is like, so I was, you know, I had always been like kind of like, you know, an anarchist or like like borderline like anarchist democratic socialist and I was like well I really love the Relief Society thing about just like helping each other out and like sure and so I tried to be like this weird like token radical person in the church and then I was nice and like oh the church needs that you know (laughs) I was like you're doing the Lord's work well, there's no hell and everyone goes to the same place when you die. And no, that's no, actually no. not true. <laughs> no, like, that's not what the Mormons believe. No. And then over time, I realized like, no, there's just all this erasure. Like in the church, we just actually, not we, but we at the time, yeah. like when I was a we there. Um, My pronouns for Mormons slip in between we and they as well. Yeah. So. There was this erasure of trans folks. Like it was like, oh, we just don't talk about that all will be okay when we all die, you mm-hmm. know, or in the, the CK um, for non-Mormons, the celestial kingdom, which is like yeah. the afterlife. But thank God I, I got out of that marriage. I left the church. I was like, F this. I, I started out being like, I'm an ally. And I'm like, just kidding. I'm trans. <laughs> and I, I was just like, okay, no, I'm not okay with being a part of this thing. That's incredibly problematic. And not only has led to, you know, people ending their lives um, due to their gender identity, but you know, it's just awful. Like it's, it's you know, I, it's a pretty conservative church, I, so it's, it's one of the like, more why conservative. Why did I join in the first place? Why did I do this? I have no idea. Um, but literally, well, it was just young and dumb, honestly. But well, and your yeah. your your dude was. So now the, here I am. Your dude you did know. the flirt to convert thing, which is how they they teach us to do exactly. it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's, Ooh. that's wild. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you, uh, cause, cause you know, I mean, I grew up in it. And so when the proclamation to the family came out in 2002, eight, I can't, four, yeah. maybe four, something like that, 2003, maybe, um, you know, like one of the things they say in there is your like gender is, uh, has existed before your, before, before your life and yeah. it will forever. Like it's a, which I mean, could arguably uh, work for trans people if you could read into it that your gender did exist before in your soul, but maybe you got born into a different body. So your gender did. I mean, but it's um, that's not going to yeah, be the common if understanding. Is, if it's binary, if there's, you know, like, well, they don't mention, that it, they don't mention know, so. that it is binary in the proclamation. <laughs> you know, maybe we could do an interpretive reading of the proclamation. <gasps> to the family at some point where we like, that needs look, to be that needs to be an episode for sure theological room in this that people aren't exploring um yeah but i mean you know as a also you know being gay growing up in the mormon church it was very they made things very explicit that that wasn't gonna work but now i mean yeah if you could if you can sync up being trans with your sexuality so that it looks straight to the mormons i've always wondered how much you could try to like yeah. still get a temple marriage going oh. on and so I also identify as pan, right? Mm-hmm. I had to do the meeting, the special meeting where you- uh, for, The temple recommend meeting, for, you mean? Yeah. So n- not only that, but the pre-baptismal meeting. Mm. So for non-Mormons, mm-hmm. that is a meeting that you have where they, they ask you these questions, which are like, 
have you, I think it's, Ariel, you would probably know this, but it's like, just because growing up, not because you've murdered someone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's, it's like, have you killed someone? Have you had an abortion? I don't know if it's, have you, I can't remember what the other, it was like, have you had an abortion? Have you killed someone? Have you been gay before? Like, right, been gay. I like, like that. Right up there with like killing someone. And Are you a has-been? Abortion. they used to say, you know, yeah. <laughs> have you been gay so i i had to i had to be like yes i've been gay um but i know that and i had to they explained it to me in this weird roundabout way which was like you know you don't have to like denounce your gay self you just have to acknowledge that you um you struggle with same sex attraction you can, and you can only be in straight relationships right now because i was like no i'm not going to say i struggled with same sex attraction this right. time me but i i i completely erased part of myself i erased my own like I just yeah. like cut myself off from my own community I was like now I'm an ally just kidding like yeah. it used to be gay. so it's it's just sad like it's well that's really wild sad. I mean when I was because when I was getting baptized I was eight and so the questions are different they don't ask eight-year-olds about abortion yeah they, you know <laughs> they skip the abortion and murder questions they kind of keep it to like are you keeping the word of wisdom, which for non-Mormons is like the coffee, don't drink coffee or tea or do drugs or, you know, alcohol. Um, and so they still ask you that even as an eight year old, which is kind of already interesting, but it's just kind of like, they're getting you used to the idea of uh, some middle-aged man uh, asking you personal questions and <laughs> you one could call it grooming if you wanted to, you know, um, and it's usually the father of some of your friends. And so that's an interesting oh, yeah. thing when he then, cause they did ask me as an eight year old, um, you know, was I keeping the law of chastity? But the way, but because I, I had been masturbating since I was two to orgasm, so I was a precocious little kid, I guess. Um, and so then, so it would have been a huge struggle. Like I'd kind of been like cottoning on to the fact that it was a bit this big sin by the time I was like six or seven. I was like, then I was really trying to quit by the time I was seven. And then I knew my baptism was coming up. So I wanted to like get forgiven of all that and just like not do it anymore. Um, and so I kept trying to quit, but it was not going great. And so I probably had been, had been, you know, masturbatorily abstinent for like two, three days by the time I had my interview. It sounds like and a little kid trying to quit smoking. You're like, I'm, trying, was, to, yeah. I'm trying to kick it. I was. I, mean, I, I was. <laughs> it was my biggest hobby. I, you know, I was just like would spend hours at a time, like having these crazy fantasies. And, and so, and so, but this was like, so when the, the, the Bishop asked me, you know, I, I had been preparing, I had been like worried about this. I had been, like I said, huh. trying to quit. I was like, Oh, he's going to ask me about this. And am I going to tell him or not? What's he going to do? Is he going to tell me I can't get baptized, whatever. And so, but the, the Bishop, you know, and it's probably embarrassing for some of these bishops, you know, any normal like middle-aged man would be like, this is fucking creepy that I'm sure. asking eight year olds about their sex life. But of course, like people also just like, don't think that kids have any kind of sex sexuality, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so the way he was like, he was like, uh, okay, I'm just going to go through these questions. Uh, I mean, obviously you're keeping the law of chastity, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that. So I was just like, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine the anxiety <laughs> as a tiny kid. What? Yeah. And what was I going to say? He's like, oh, you're keeping the law of chastity. Uh, actually, I've been masturbating to since I was two. I mean, Mm, no yeah. so I was just like yeah yeah and then I was like oh I've lied oh my baptism doesn't count I mean yeah uh, my childhood was kind of a nightmare in a lot of ways but anyway um well that is fucking crazy um I did not see that coming you and I like I said like even because I got your email 
like you you haven't used it much but there's a there's one email from this guy evan galbert in santa fe who i'm like i've done a show with him before and i was like is this my email and i'm like oh no you must have also <laughs> done a show so yeah, like, i noticed that because i like i think i can't remember why i logged in it but i was like i don't know who this person is but someone's getting this email i should probably and then i think you reached out and i was like oh yeah they need this email for sure or she needs oh did he sure. oh was he trying to email me I th- I can't remember you- if it was after you had reached out or before, but I was like, I'm not going to read this because I know it's not for me. <laughs> That's funny. I think he did. I think because for a while he said he had sent me these files from a performance. And then I was like, I don't have that email. And he's like, I did. I don't know where they went. And so I think he just saw my Instagram and must have just made up you. that that was my email. That's funny. I just assumed I was like, oh, have you done some kind of performance in Santa Fe? That's but no. So you've actually already been getting my email on accident. I never yeah, I'm not I promise I never gave it out. In Santa Fe. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, you never know what kind of, you know, things are happening. It's a cool theater where okay, it's not just stand up here there. So okay. So that's just a coincidence then of yeah. someone thinking that was my email. Well, that's hilarious. Well, like I said, I do have some questions that I want to like start the you know, to to always bookend the conversation with. So and I'll do an intro anyway, where I explain to the audience kind of what's going on. But just again, just so you feel comfortable, some of these might be questions I'm interested in for my own sake to asking you. And other ones might be things that I'm just like, hey, these people have these questions. So let's just hear them out. Um, things that I hear people asking and, and whatnot, because I do talk to a wide variety of people. I live in a lot of I don't really live in a bubble. I really talk to people across every demographic uh, situation. So, yeah. What have you gotten in trouble for asking someone? Yes. Okay. So I got thinking about this, right? And I, one thing that I did not know, um, and maybe you know this and you're like, Kate, why would you ask that? Or I didn't, it was actually something that I got in trouble for saying. Is that okay? Is that an okay answer? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. Something I got in trouble for saying, I was talking to someone a year ago who, Um, I think they identify as like a possibly trans or a gender anarchist and which is just sort of like it kind of genders whatever sort of anything goes from my understanding anyway and um, I had this habit of referring to everyone as buddy um, (laughs) that I picked up from my sweet beautiful best friend who's a therapist and she's freaking adorable and I always thought of it as this really sweet and doing thing because she's like the most gentle but she's like hey buddy but she would say it to me who like I was like really femme and so I'm like cool it makes me feel like I'm one of the dudes like hey buddy and like so I would talk to my guy friends like that I'm like hey buddy what's up bud and I'm also in Indiana like I'm in southern Indiana um I happen to be in a place that's you know they like to say it's like the a liberal bubble in a red state but it's I mean it's it's whatever it's where Indiana University is but so everyone's like hey bud like that's like the endearing term you use and um so I was talking to this person I think it, it was it was via text and they had they had reached out to me um they're like hey you seem cool blah 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 and I'm like oh yeah I've seen you around town and I think I was like yeah buddy and they like went cold on me and they said they were just like hey I really don't like that term please refer to me by my name and I am super sensitive and I'm like I mean 
FJK Rowling, but I'm like a Hufflepuff, you know, like the soft, like sweet, uh-huh. like, I don't know if I'm sweet, but I'm just like, I'm really sensitive and I'll like cry at the drop of a hat. Like if you look at me the wrong way. So like, please don't. Um, but yeah. So this person, they were just like, I really I don't identify that. as your buddy. Like, please don't call me buddy. And I was like, wait, what? And me, I'm like, instead of being like, yes, I will be so respectful. I was like, wait, why? Which is not usually. Well, there's your wrong question, I guess. Are you not allowed to ask why? I feel like you're allowed to ask why we can't say buddy. Yeah. And I think I tried to say it in a really gentle way because I was so thrown off by it. I was like, what do you mean I can't say buddy? And they explained to me, you know, well, being you know, they, they grew up, um, in, a, a more masculine role. Right. Um, and what had happened was that in, and I, and I've talked to some other people who grew up identifying as guys that, um, it is, it can be kind of a diminutive term coming from other, other mask folks other like usually cis dudes well if you say it with like like, hey buddy hey buddy so it's kind of talking down to a person sort of infantilizing a little bit yeah like it also someone had also told me that it's it's also used by so for people who are you know maybe have had adverse experiences with cops or just don't like cops it's also a thing that cops say (laughs) in movies anyway someone had pointed this out to me so it's interesting because there are buddy cop movies there are buddy cop movie but not be a cop maybe like a hot cop i don't know that'd be really cool um paul blart yes uh so (laughs) yeah so that is one that i so that seems very regional that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Very regional. Like some people are feeling like buddy is diminutive, whereas where you're from, buddy is just like a friendly catch-all kind of term. Yeah, um, but yep. definitely like, but, hey, bud, 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 you gotta be like, hey, bud, hey, I babe. think it depends on the tone that you use, but I could see yeah. how, yeah, I mean, it could, anything could be triggering for anyone. I would say, to, you know, like that's one of those things where I'm like, I feel, I see why they're having that reaction, but any reasonable person would just say, hey, I know you know, this would be obvious to you, but uh, I just don't like that term because of my, you know, I mean, it's kind of crazy to think like anyone should just know not to use the term. Yeah, I got really upset. I was just like, oh my gosh, I've offended a trans person, which is the highest transgression that you can have (laughs) as a gay like shit fuck they think <laughs> like excuse me. that's so, a funny statement right there anyway i i don't know i was just like oh no like I, in my mind i'm like i have done the ultimate like worst meanest terrible thing and so because now i'm transphobic that's what that means and now so i have tried to not i have like actually i haven't said buddy in a very long time i don't even know if i say it to my kids and um i see that oh, I've, I've tried to say friend like hey friend hey yeah. friends guys we can't say guys now that's canceled it's you know it depends on the context if you're writing it yeah so you know Uh, yeah well see that's interesting because the only time i remember anyone saying buddy was it was actually like one of the first trans dudes i ever knew in new york um we worked together and he just called everybody buddy and at first i was wondering if he just called me buddy or whatever but because the only thing like i i didn't love it but it was just because it felt like you know, when someone is like going out of their way to make sure that you don't think that they 
think of you romantically, sexually or whatever. It was like being friend zoned at every time that we, and I was like, I don't want to date you anyway. You know what I mean? It caused that feeling, but I was just like, it just felt like he was just always kind of being like, Hey, but, but I, I'm sure that he was just being friendly and just wanted everyone to know. And especially because I think he, he had formerly identified as a lesbian, was in a relationship with a woman, but is now a trans guy. And there's a part of him that might have been like, oh, since you identify as a lesbian, like he might have been leaning even harder to make sure that I wasn't like, think, you know what I mean? Like I started overanalyzing it a little bit mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, I, right? I do think that's a project. Yeah. So then I was just, I've just, you know, it was ever since then I've been like, I don't think I've ever called anyone buddy anyway, but I'm like, I'm never going <laughs> to call anyone buddy. I just yeah. don't like. I don't like, I just don't like it on an aesthetic level. I don't even like the letter B, um, but that's a personal <laughs> issue. <laughs> I don't <laughs> hated Sesame street. Hated it. I, yeah. I was, in, I, you know, <laughs> hated Tuesdays or whatever. Okay. Well, that's a fun one. See, I love that. And I just want, you know, for anyone out there, whoever, you know, does get in trouble or, uh, you know, says something problematic or asks the wrong question to anyone. It's like, Hey, we all, offend people yes. you know and it's like and and there's always something to learn when you do offend someone and there's always something to learn if you're feeling offended you know like analyze that too and reflect on that and reflect on how you should really approach that as as richer human being because you know this idea of like oh you know i've offended a trans person like the truth is we shouldn't be thinking of trans people as these fragile as like what you said like the right. most, you know that's not point. like this pedestal of like oh trans people can't handle anything there are maybe some trans people can't handle anything but there's cis and non-binary and every you know kind of combination of people who can't handle anything um and not that other you know some people are going through some shit and our societies whatever but you know i don't like the idea of like Oh, the worst sin. Yeah. And I think for me, the reason I was thinking that at the time, so I didn't even like identify as trans then. And Mm -hmm. I was thinking like, oh my God, I'm coming off as transphobic. Right. For me, like I was like, oh crap, that's the last thing I want to do. Right. Um, so yeah, and of course, remembering that trans people are not fragile and we don't need to tiptoe around us, them, whatever. Um Oh, I was going to say something. I totally forgot it, but that's normal for me. So. <laughs> uh, well, if you think of it, feel free to bring it up. Will, at any point. Otherwise, we can uh, go on to the next one. So when did you start identifying as non-binary? It was going to be my question, but I think we kind of covered it. But I'm not sure we ever got to the point where you, yeah. um, if there was a time where you changed your, where you identify as non-binary and or when you change your pronouns, when you change your spelling of your name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so like, let me try to run back to like when this started. Um, there are a lot of things where my explanation is like, I knew that, okay, I knew that I didn't like starting back with the Ellen DeGeneres thing. That was like the first, cause I was taking like a human sexuality class and I was like, oh, there's like a gender is a con-. Like that was the first time I learned or it was, I was taking human sexuality in like a gender studies class in undergrad. And I was like, oh, gender is a construct. And there are different options, but I still didn't know very much. And um, then folks started talking about pronouns and using different pronouns other than you know he him his or she her hers and my friends started you know identity like using other pronouns like they them um and what year are we in right now we are in last like i'd say the past two years but for me it was like really like last summer i started thinking about this okay 2020 
yeah and over the summer I was like oh shit they them feels way better for me and I so I started telling people I think I I was Polly at the time um not not right now but like you know not saying I won't ever be just like I was yeah I was in a cute little triad it was you know sweet um but and one of my like a lot of my partners partners plural their friends were were also um thems and I was just like oh crap like wow there are different words that I didn't I didn't have to describe um how I felt and so last year I started going by they them and then I this is what it was a friend of mine who so I have my um I just finished a master's degree in social work a friend of mine who was in my social work undergrad program um ended up teaching one of my master's level classes and this time around they're trans and um they use they them pronouns and seeing this friend of mine this old friend as like an example and one day the friend and I you know stayed after class and we were talking and we started talking about HRT and they were on HRT and I it was almost like I didn't know it was an option for me for some reason um just because I didn't identify as full-on mask trans dude or maybe not yet I'm not really sure Well, legitimately wasn't really an option until very recently. Like that wasn't something that clinicians were doing was like giving out like low doses of tea or like there wasn't like some kind of thing of like, oh, non-binary people. You know, it it used to just be like if you were trans, there are some steps to take to like get there. But now, depending on what state you're in, everything Mm -hmm. has really opened up. So it's not like, yeah, I mean, it, it just legitimately wasn't an option until maybe a couple of years ago. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so this friend told me about all of the different options um, for HRT, specifically testosterone. And um, I started out last summer um, using, I started out with compounding cream, which is a um, lower dose that is mixed tailored to your own hormonal levels. Because I did have some hormonal stuff where, and I had always had incredible mood dysregulation um which i'm pretty sure was pmdd which is like p premenstrual dysphoric disorder or something basically you just get real fucking emotional and mad um during the luteal phase two weeks before your cycle um but like more mad than most people get like like yeah. to the point of suicidality regularly right and um so i had that's interesting because so- i don't usually hear of suicidality going together with the the emotion of madness mad like yeah anger. there was so a lot of sad mad just inability to like a lot of emotional dysregulation and even trouble with distress tolerance too just um but the it was almost this like the i can't really figure out what but um would get me to the point of suicidality, but um, it is a pretty common thing for PMDD. Gotcha. Um, so anyway, I had I had this hormonal dysregulation and I'm like learning about HRT and testosterone and I go to a new physician and they're like, let's check your levels. And my testosterone was at like a an incredibly low level for mm-hmm. a cis woman. Um, 
And so I started out with it and I was like, this is kind of great because I also would like to start low dose testosterone. So this is a, this, you know, yeah. maybe we'll get my doctor to listen to me, which is like, oh, you know, because sometimes folks don't think that gender identity stuff is a reason to listen to somebody, but uh, low hormonal levels are. So I started out with compounding cream and I was like, this is great, but, um, and I'm feeling a little better, but let's, let's up this a little bit. And so then I went on to androgel, which is, um, the the topical gel testosterone. And then, um, back in December, I started T injections. Um, so intramuscular shots. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, in my leg. So, that's been really amazing and I feel really great mm-hmm. and uh I might look a little different I don't know I can't tell because I see my dang face every day but like I, I can't know, tell because I, I don't know little, what you used to look like <laughs> yeah there you go got a little beard mustache it's it's not there so much right now but oh, <laughs> yeah join the club um yep yep but that's just <laughs> but yeah anyway so that's kind of where it's been and so I identify as both non-binary and trans, and I don't know if I'm using the right word. Maybe it's genderqueer, maybe it's non-binary for me. I kind of have to explore that a little bit more um, because I I don't identify with my assigned sex at birth, right? I don't identify Mm -hmm. as being female. Um, I recently did do a name change because I didn't like the name that I was born with. and so I felt like it was a safe name change for now, uh, Kate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I recently got married. So my partner and I took each other's oh. last names together. Uh, Congratulations. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. So lots of, lots of changes. Well, okay. So uh, do you mind me asking how much testosterone you're on? I'm always curious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it is, I'm going to say this wrong. It's point five. Mm-hmm. It's like cc's or mills. You, do you, yeah, do you, I know what you're talking you about. Point five yeah. of whatever the unit is. Point I five forget. of whatever the heck. <laughs> I tried to do a little higher because my micrograms or milligram yeah, my, liters. My <laughs> my doctor is pretty hands off, almost in like a, you know, I kind of. Um, no, it's fine. Like they're they're pretty all about informed consent. They're just kind of a little older. Um, gotcha. And they, they're. They're not, I I kind of feel like they're not up to date on some things, but you know, that's most doctors aren't they're, they're Um, about to retire. And I, (laughs) you know, they, they, my first session was them with them was a little strange. Uh, But uh, yeah, I, I tried to go a little higher than that. And I felt some, um, my body really swelled up and Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I had read that water weight can be a thing, but I felt very uncomfortable. Like, I felt that there was like some swelling. I gained a lot of weight really quickly. And I was like, mm, I'm back off a little bit and go down to this 0.5, which has been kind of a happy medium mood wise. I feel amazing. And it completely stopped that dysregulation that I was experiencing. Yeah. So that does confirm that it was hormonal. Um, so had they d- tested your um, hormone levels again? Like, are you now in a normal range for cis women or are you high? No, like, what's, yeah. I'm in, I'm in full on dude range. Uh, uh-huh. So I did get, um, they would do labs quite often, at least monthly when I first started. I haven't had them in a minute. Um, I would have to look at what I was. I, I used to, I do keep track of it. Yeah, I am curious. Yeah, I almost want to. So like a cis woman, 
normal testosterone levels range from 15 to 60 nanograms per nanograms per bananagrams nanograms per deciliter so okay 60 huh. to 100 that seems that seems not what i read but um okay yeah so and then cis man testosterone 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 okay um that is anywhere from 300 to 1000 ng okay so cis woman 60 to 100 cis man 300 to a thousand on average mm -hmm. obviously all these things change over time but this is some kind of like adult average something okay right and then because I'm, I'm trying to remember because I know there's something when trans women for like some kind of the Olympics and sports where trans women oh have to be gosh. under 10 animals, I thought was the thing. So now I'm like wondering what where that is on the in this. Right. I'm looking at what mine are. I'm trying to look it up. Ugh. Maybe these are different measurements. <sighs> Yeah, and then the whole trans folks in sports thing is a huge thing right now. And well, we might get to that, although I'm guessing we're already gonna have to do a second recording because <laughs> we're gonna run out of time way faster. This always happens. I always want to talk to people for like three hours. Once once this podcast is, you know, really, really popular, then we'll do Joe Rogan links. But for now, we probably shouldn't, <laughs> but we can always do part one, part two, part three. Yeah, so while I look, I'm gonna it might take me a minute to look this up. This well then tell me, yeah, like thing. Can you tell me uh so how you've been on testosterone now to one extent or another for a year ish? At least six months on oh, the twentieth of this six month. Months. Yeah. And so what are the uh like how are how is it affecting your personality, your mood, your are you confident, energetic, and warm now? Are you horny? What's up? Okay, so many mm -hmm. things. So I haven't, I would say like ever since I had hit puberty, I had experienced some form of like major depression, anxiety, and definitely suicidality, um, which I am 100% convinced was due to my hormone levels. Since then, yeah. I have not once experienced feeling suicidal at all, even when huge stressors arise. And like, I am in therapy, but and of course, like I know skills to help with big stressors, but the the testosterone has helped so much because I don't feel what I used to call um, the skin ripping feeling inside my body, which was that really intense emotion that would come from PMDD. So I feel really calm all the time. Um confident because I feel like I really do experience what people call gender euphoria, which is when your body kind of matches your gender identity and you feel, you know, okay in your skin. And so I, I just feel really, yeah, really calm, really happy, really confident in what I look like. Um, I even, you know, I, I think it's, I love that I'm a hairy person and that, you know, I can grow a little bit of facial hair. Sometimes I shave it because it comes in all wonky and like you get like a whisker here and a whisker there. But yeah. I just, I feel, 
I feel really good. Um, I, and it's, I'm the weirdest person because sometimes I still wear dresses because it's freaking hot out and I have a bunch it's of also them. also 2021 and, and we're all allowed yeah. to dress however the fuck we want. Exactly. Clothes are clothes. And mm-hmm. it just depends on the day. Some days I'm like, I feel more masked today and I don't want to wear that. Or it depends on the setting um, because I'm like, well, I don't want to be perceived as a cis woman or I don't want to be perceived at all. Like just, right. I don't want to like, I just want to be invisible today. And yeah. like, depends on your audience. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, it's, it's all like really complex, I think. Yeah. But, yeah. So, but yeah, are you, are you hornier now? <laughs> yeah. So that is, that is like a tea thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, so I would say at first it was definitely more apparent. Like I had all these trans friends who were just like, oh, I know why dudes are all about their dicks. Like you grow baby dick. And like, for sure. Like I got really excited about the bottom growth thing. I was like, Oh, this is like, this is pretty cool. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, it's just amazing when your body changes and you get to like see it and you're like, yeah. Oh, I'm 36 but years I mean, old. I at six months on the dose of tea that you're on. Well, or may, okay, you're saying 0.5. So actually you're actually on a high dose of tea now. I was thinking, well, cause I'm not sure. Cause there's, cause I think that I think that people have, again, we're, since we don't know the, um, the unit of measurement, we're getting confused. <laughs> I want to say I think, point- I think 0.5 is, is like kind of the standard. I was thinking you were saying like 0.5 of the one that I'm, but no, 0.5 is no. kind of like a standard, right? Yeah, it's trans what men? a lot of, yes, it's yeah. what a lot of my friends have been on for a long time. So you're on a full um, trans man dose yes, of tea now. Yes, at, yeah. Once a week, 0.5 microgram. Uh, every, other, some, every other, every other week. Okay. Yeah. And I've been on that dosage since December. Um, so yeah, the horniness thing is like, it's a thing, but I feel like it's kind of subsided as my body has gotten used to that level of testosterone. I think right. at first it was like, whoa, there's a lot there's of a male here. puberty. I am a, I am a teen boy. Yeah. Cause I dated a trans boy for a few months while he was, um, he'd been a few months on T, you know, and he was taking 0.5 every every Friday and he was very horny um, so Friday was like party day every day is kind of party day because <laughs> you know here I am at the sexual peak that uh, vagina people you know I'm in those years so I was like fuck I've been horny forever oh, I've obviously yeah. I'm I was horny since I was two clearly so I'm like all right you know um but yeah, because that's yeah, you you do go through this like teenage boy puberty, which is a funny thing for to you know for uh, me to be like, well, I'm basically dating a teenage boy. So mm. <laughs> it's really sweet because <laughs> my cons. my partner is also um, non-binary or gender queer and identifies as trans as well, uh-huh. um, and they you know grew grew up as a dude person and they're just like I support you and you're in your puberty it's okay uh-huh. they're so yeah. sweet about it there. Um, yeah hey, I found that tea level okay, okay. as <laughs> of <laughs> April 8th 2021 um I am at 437 nanograms per deciliter okay uh and it's cute because the i'm looking at my labs from you know our local like health like indiana university health website and it's like and it says in parentheses hi because it's just like still thinking i'm like a cis woman so yeah 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 cool okay yeah so you're into the male range and you're taking a pretty 
pretty standard, you know, fairly standard, different transmitter, obviously on different doses, yeah. but 0.5 every other week is pretty high. Interesting. 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 Do you I think you're going to really keep high voice? Like, it's yeah, really Are you, high. are you going to, are you going to keep upping it until your voice changes or do you think you'll take that forever or what do you, I mean, yeah. What are you so thinking? I think I'm going to stay right where I am just because it feels comfortable and I, you know, I could try to go up. Um, but I'm going to stay right here and just kind of take it um, until there's some reason that I can't take it anymore. Um, is, whether, uh, yeah. Is, is this amount of testosterone um, prophylactic against pregnancy? Do you know, like whether there's any chance you're, you could get that's, pregnant or is that now? Um, that's, that's an interesting question too, that I really should find out, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm on, you know, to add further complication to this. So I do have an IUD, you know, cause like once which you, is I have hormones, right? Uh, yeah, there's two kinds. There's, there's Paragard, which is copper. And for some reason, copper wards off the semen. I don't know. And then there's a hormonal, there's a couple hormonal options. So I have the hormonal one, um, which did nothing for my PMDD, but I have the hormonal one. Cause they really like six weeks after you have a baby, they're like, let's get, let's get an IUD in there. So I have that. So that's why I'm not getting pregnant, but I don't know if this is. And to further complicate things, you know, I, currently it's it's hard because it here again gender is super complex I have two kids that are absolutely lovely my partner and I are like dang it it would be cool at AF to have one more right yeah and so this is where this is where my personal struggle is right now because like I like my body where it's at I even want to get a little more mask I would also like to have a kid you know mm -hmm. I would have to really grapple with what that means like if what if I know that there are trans men who have gotten pregnant and had babies I'm part of like a non-binary pregnancy and parenting support network on Facebook um but that's something I would have to you know be like am I mentally prepared for this because right. I want top surgery but I also know that if I had a baby I would want to nurse that baby like I do right. with the other babies because like I'm like oh you know like the convenience of that that's better for them like also you know so it's Bonding, so complex it's because yeah. it's I it's really just going to take time and figuring that out and talking to my doctor my therapist because then I'm like do I want to be a kind of you know, if I get more mask, be, am I prepared to be a mask presenting person who is pregnant in the world? Like personally, I'm okay with it, but do I want the extra, right. the extra like being perceived from other people or right? Because you can again, know a that really sensitive soul, and I'm like, right. I'm you can cry. know that genitals don't equal gender, pregnancy doesn't equal gender, etc. Breastfeeding doesn't yeah. equal gender, but yeah, that it could still lead to other people. Although. You know, you might be surprised that people, if they see you with a baby, they see whatever, just gonna be like, oh, it's a chick, you know, which that might not be what you yeah. want, but it might not be so much that other people safe, are like, right? Weird, <laughs> it might be, yeah. 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 So it's something that we're trying to figure out, but thankfully we're not even like, I mean, I have so many other life things to do and I still <laughs> have two really wonderful kids. So if we don't have another, yeah. awesome, you know, um, but yeah, that's a. Are those Mormon kids? Are those your Mormon <laughs> Mormon baby daddy kids. <laughs> they born in the covenant. These poor sweet Mormon babies. They have two very different parents. They've got LDS, a past elders quorum bishop, like elders quorum president bishop Rick dad, and then they've got yeah. me. And so it's really funny. Like I'm pretty sure their dad freaking hates me with my gay agenda yeah. on these kids. Damn, um, that's funny though. I can't wait to meet your kids when they're older. They're gonna be like 
writing some good yeah. screenplays, you know, they're going to be some, whatever it's, kind of artists they it's are. Gonna it's going to be a dang hoot, you know, and I try, and it's as a parent, co-parenting, parenting with a Mormon person, like, and then also being a therapist, <laughs> like, I don't want to like attack their dad. So I'll be like, Hey, genders, whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. And like, just, I just focus on like what, what I do in my home and he can do what he wants in his house. <laughs> and, but God damn wow. it, when they get to like young women's, age like they can wear all the dang tank tops like I don't give a fuck so yeah I mean because yeah. I hated that about growing up as a Mormon I had to wear tights and dresses and skirts and mm. all kinds of stuff there's a lot about the the gendery nature of uh growing up as a Mormon that like really was not great my parents were really it's more terrible. progressive than you know the church and then they also just like claimed that they didn't understand like what people were going to be saying at church all the time like what ideas were going to be put into our heads what that some people so were gonna... and i'm like how did you not i mean yeah. you know what the church like you know what the like, range of what we could have been and so it's like they act yeah. like they didn't realize that all these messages that we get in our head i'm like well what you can't just give people off to like other adults who are you know deep into this church and not you know, so I mean, just make sure to talk to your kids all the time yeah, about I worry what they're about them. I do worry about them so much because I think about, you know, their so primary is the little kid program at church, as you probably know. And I worry about, you know, anyone can be a primary teacher. You don't have to have a background in education. You can you can. I mean, I knew of a primary teacher who wrote about. Um, when the whole bathroom, like gender neutral bathroom was a thing, she was like, let's bomb target bathrooms. And or like they should be blown up. And I remember like, I was a member of the church. Oh, no. I remember writing to the primary president being like, this person should not be teaching children. Oh, and like, God. that's scary AF. So we're going to, we have a lot of Bond conversations about bathroom. consent and wearing what you feel comfortable with, with yeah. gender identity. Like my youngest, we ask them what their pronouns are, you know? And like my youngest will sometimes say them and my oldest is like, hey, I'm a boy today and this is what I'm going to wear. And I don't know what she means by that, but I'm like, wear whatever the heck you want. Like, go to the beach with no shirt. You don't have boobs yeah. yet. I don't care. Like, yeah, so- and even if you do, I mean, it's a very valid choice to not give a shit about being topless as a as a yep. vagina person. Um, well, that's wild. I mean, I think that's really cool, actually, because your kids will get to grow up with the benefit of um, the cultural literacy, the scriptural literacy, uh, like having an insight into you know, more conservatism and, and all yeah. of that. And then also get, you know, like what a wonderful, <laughs> you kids are going to have such a like broad childhood understanding of the world. I mean, like, I, I it kind of freaks me out to think of like, you know, like having a kid with someone and then getting divorced and then they just get to raise them. However, but on some level it's like, dude, and there's a lot like how awesome a lot weird. that I can't control. Right. And so there's, yeah. This- there's this concept in dialectical behavioral therapy called radical acceptance where you, there, you control what you can. And I've had right. to accept that I cannot control what their dad does or his life. Yeah. And to try to control something I can't will just have me running in circles. So I just do the best I can on my end because that's all Word. I can do. Word. Well, that's good for you. And I, I think your kids are going to be great. <laughs> but um, so you have to go in a few minutes, right? Oh yeah. Get... yeah okay. So an appointment. <laughs> I know this sucks. I have so many more questions for you. So can we go we'll a few just... more or do you go? Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, let me just do this then. All right. This is a question that I hear a lot that I want to put to you. Some people uh, would say, are you sure you're not just a woman who doesn't conform to 1950s stereotypes of women? Hmm. 
that's the turf perspective. As I call it. Well, it's a lot of people's perspective. It's a lot so of, it's... It is. You're right. So, you know, I'm not. Um, just because I... We can also put it this way. How do you know that you're non-binary? Yeah. So there's so many different ways that one could look at it, right? One Mm -hmm. could look at that as like, well, you know, how do I know that I'm, you know, what was the question? Like, how do you know that you're not a woman who doesn't conform to 1950s stuff? Here's the thing. Like, I I have two different perspectives. For me, like, like, gender is whatever, but... I, the best way for me to look at it is like, I feel most comfortable not identifying as female and not identifying as male because it is a personal choice, right? So like, I feel comfortable not identifying as either of those. And I feel better when I'm on testosterone and I feel like my body works better, like with my hormonal stuff. But I also feel like my we can, I mean, it's 2021 and we can make our bodies look however the hell we want, mm-hmm. kind of like how people can get like plastic surgery and things like that. HRT can have so many purposes, but again, it's, I mean, in one form, it's really just making your body look how it is. Um, so, you know, I know I'm not like, I know that I'm not like a woman who doesn't identify with 1950 stereotypes because there are all different types of woman or female identities other than 1950 stereotypes. And I also don't identify with either of those. Like I don't identify as um, a mask woman. I don't identify as like a butch woman or, you know, I don't identify Like there was an interesting conversation that I saw recently on like a, non-binary group on Facebook and it was just like you know it was about somebody asking somebody else like oh is your friend non-binary female or non-binary male and it's like no I'm not like I'm not like diet woman or something like I'm just I'm literally like I'm gonna wear what the heck I want I'm gonna look like what I want and that's what works for me. I don't know what works for other people but that's me (laughs) you know like do you have do you have a way to define the word woman that is an interesting question right that is an interesting because like okay what if yeah so damn damn because a woman can be so many things that can be so many freaking things but but then i know i'm not that isn't that weird right Right. like i don't think anybody has a definition of woman honestly Gender's whatever. I'm making a t-shirt. That's just like gender's whatever. Do you okay? How about this? Um, do you distinguish between the words woman and female? Definitionally. Oh, for sure. Because female, like sex is parts and gender is your heart. And anyone, like anyone can identify as a woman, you know, mm-hmm. like you can be born with, with a peen and identify as a woman. Um, but then I know that I don't identify as a woman. Um, and I, maybe that's because of in my entire 36 years, all of what has been shown to me of like, what, you know, all the different types of ways to be a woman. I don't really identify with those. I just kind of like, pick and choose traits and I don't like to really it's 
yeah, it's so, it is the weirdest thing. And I don't have a lot of explanations for it, but I'm just like, yeah. I know I'm not that. <laughs> like, I don't even. So it, you yeah. said a couple of interesting things. One, yeah, so sure. if, um, as a, a number of times you've said you don't identify as female, um, but you know, you also said anyone can identify as a woman, but so would you say anyone can identify as female or male? You know, like, I mean, that's an interesting question. Cause like someone who identifies as a woman can identify as female or can identify as male. I just think when I think of the words female and male, I think like is sex and parts, but like also if you identify as a woman, you can identify as female. Cause like, if you're like checking a form, you're like, yeah, M, F, you know, like whatever. And I, when I look at those M or F forms, I'm like, fuck, there's ah. not me on there. Um, yeah. But yeah. Just circle in half totally. of the circle each. <laughs> yeah so but they don't have that on the right yeah. so you know because yeah I, if you if you identify as a woman like you're not gonna also be like well I'm male but I identify some like, do it's not. I've seen that I mean I've met every combination of people and there are okay, some people yeah. who are trans women who's who would say but I'm male and trans men who would say but I'm female or who would give a very qualified you know I'm trans uh I'm trans man but I am female and I'm also on uh, testosterone that makes me yeah. more male uh in biologically and presenting and everything like that so it's it just I think it's some it, I feel like a few years ago like before it's like 2017 ish I think that we were still using male and female kind of exclusively for the biological realm and then man and woman for the gender identity. And then I think that hurt people's feelings. And so then we started switching into it. Cause at first it was like, why don't we just avoid the words male and female for this? And then it kind of became trans people are saying like, no, but I, I actually am female or male or whatever. Yes, and so now yeah. I, I think that we get caught up into where we're all using these words differently and different, every sentence that you use, you might actually mean a little bit of a different thing by female or woman or gender. And yeah. so this is what leads to so much confusion. I mean, from everything from the, some people who are like the, there's two genders and it's what, and it's like, well, yeah. you actually mean sex and also that's complicated, you know, but, yeah, and but the gender because, reveal and like, right. Like, so it's not just that we all like the different ones of us are using these words differently or defining these words differently. It's also that in any given situation or even in the same conversation, every other sentence, we might kind of be using a slightly different definition of those words. Yeah. Um, and so I don't, I'm not sure how we can really square these circles yet because I think we're still working that out as a society. We're like evolving as a society and how we conceptualize gender and right. gender identity. So yeah, it is confusing AF, right? It's, and I understand how that would confuse people too. Cause I'm, right. you know, I'm not even consistent in like how I speak. Right. Like I, That's why I'm like, let's all have compassion yeah, like, for these people who are like, cause, cause a lot of people don't even know what's going on like I tried to have a conversation with my mom about this stuff and she's like basically acting as if I'm making up that any of this gender stuff is going on in the world yeah. and I'm like okay so everyone's at a different place so, so so these people who are like there's two genders or there's you know everyone who's like I don't know what's going on like we need to have a little compassion because it's like we don't have our story straight over here about what these words mean or how to use them or you know so it's like that's why I'm like, I, I mean, I, I think that you get it in that way of like, yeah, we can't, we can't act like, you know, it's like sometimes if you, someone asks a question and then I'll hear people say, oh, it's not my job to educate you. And it's like, okay, yeah, but like, 
it's don't it's not fair to say you go figure it out on the internet like figure it out no one's figured it out yeah I feel that and also for those of us who are younger than our parents well we're all younger than our parents I would hope (laughs) but um being adopted by someone younger my mother my mother was born in 1960 and she like does her best you know she really struggles with like using correct pronouns but like I know she's trying you know like she Mm -hmm. she will always call my partner in their own pronouns and like I'm just like but she I'm like yeah mom uh my partner's name is Jacob I'm like Jacob bought a purse on our honeymoon it was really cute Mm -hmm. and my mom's like uh, you know, like, it's, <laughs> like, okay, but we, we have more, we have words now that a lot, I mean, I'm sure those words do date back to like, you know, civil rights, like sexual revolution stuff, but we, these words are more widely used now. There are words more widely used now regarding gender identity that were not used before. So like our parents didn't have, like, these are just concepts that like for many people did not exist. So it's very hard to conceptualize for a lot of people. So yeah, we should have compassion, you know? Yeah. Well, and here's another question. Like it's kind of related, like you say, might might sound turfy to you, but I think this is a valid question to have out. Um, you said earlier that you um you don't see any women like you. So it's like any any of the types of women that there are, you don't really see any of that modeled. So I think oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not sure if that's what I meant, because mm-hmm. I see there are women that look like me, right? Totally. Like, well, I mean, look, look like you and not just aesthetically, but like that, yeah. that, uh, that look like you to, in your self-conception of, of who you are, I guess, you know, yeah. like women who seem like you. Yeah. And I, yeah. So, okay, let me try to clarify what I mean. Like mm-hmm. there are women who look like me. There are probably women who even act the same as I do, but for some reason, me, like inside me, uh-huh. I don't, I don't feel like, I don't feel like I fit. Like, I don't feel like I'm that. And I don't really know why that is. Maybe that's mm-hmm. something I need to explore. Cause like, I don't know. I, cause I could, I could say something like, well, I've never like, felt super comfortable around groups of women but that's not true because like there are groups of women I do feel comfortable around like it's just mm-hmm. it's based on like interests uh, personality like yeah sense of like our different senses of humor so I'm not really it's, it's not consistent the weirdest thing that I can't like articulate perfectly why I feel non-binary but or why I am non-binary you know but like it's the it is so weird like I but I know that like when someone refers to me as she or her I just get like "Ah." I don't know I just like don't I don't feel right like I'm like oh Uh god I don't want to yeah and I and I think that I just feel more comfortable being in this weird gray area somewhere else Uh yeah yeah, so I think that's so that's back to kind of the dysphoria model of uh, diagnosing, if you will, or self self IDing um, where you're at on the gender spectrum or what you need to do with your life in terms of language and hormones and everything else is what's feeling uh, comfortable to you. And, you know, yeah, so like if I look at women, I also have that experience, like just the other day I was at a comedy show and it was it's a bunch of like dudes, like real dude dudes um and i was like talking to them and ripping and they're like famous and so i was like 
you know, how, how, how am I going to be, you know, and, and I was totally cool and such at, such at ease with them. And then I went inside to the green room and it was a bunch of chicks. And when I say chicks, I mean like makeup, hair, like the mm -hmm. way they talk, everything is very, very like femme. And I just was like, I don't, uh, I'm comfortable. Like I couldn't figure, I just was like, Ugh, I'm going to go back out and talk to the dudes, but it's not true for everybody. You know, like these right. are kind of like stereotypical examples. Like yeah, I even wear makeup sometimes. I'll put on like do like some eyebrow shit. Or I don't know a lot mm -hmm. about makeup, but I'll like do some eyebrow shit or like mascara depending on the day. It's usually not often just because I don't personally like it, but like that wouldn't that still doesn't change my gender. Identity. Everyone's it's allowed to wear like, makeup. Yeah, it's yeah. just like hey, I think this looks cool today. You right. know, so it's it's yeah. But like you're saying, right? It doesn't mean that you don't feel comfortable around women. It was literally just that scenario Those and that women. group of people. Like, there so are women I feel yeah. comfortable around. Yeah, and so that's, um, but you know, like for me, just for, just so you know, I guess, for my own sake, I don't really have a gender identity. I, I, if I meditate on like what my gender is, I just draw a blank. I'm like, I don't know, the oneness, I don't know. Um, do y'all have a gender? Like it confuses me that people have a gender identity. I try to just believe people that they say yeah. they've got something but like it just doesn't really compute to me and so but if i look at you know some of the people out there i'm like uh yeah elliot page and i are probably about the same gender i think that i think that that's about the same mm -hmm. i also kind of feel like abby wambach and i are kind of the same gender i also feel like tim dylan and big jay ogerson and i might be kind of the same gender like i so i don't and then you go well, what, are we even talking about gender or is this there's so many axes of personality you know who's got a little bit of asperger's just all kinds of stuff and yeah. and and where are you from and when are you like so i don't i don't know how to make heads or tails of these things and it's it's always intriguing to me when people are so sure yeah. And the reason I'm, and for yeah. me, like the so sure is literally because non-binary is the best term I can, I have found to describe because I identify with what you just said. And I'm like, yeah, that, but I kind of want to be more masked. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, and I've also met like some folks who identify as non-binary who are like, this is the best word I've got right now. I don't know yeah. if this is exactly the it. Placeholder. I, that's why I was like yeah. gender queer non-binary. Like I like I'm gender not... fluid. That one's fun for me. Oh, gender fluids. Yes. Um, yeah. So like, I like that. You gender know, amorphous. Yeah. I mean, there's a million th things. I've got a friend who says she's gender retired. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's just a lot. Amazing. You know, Amazing. Yeah. 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 There's a lot going on with that. And my so partner, I just... my partner's like, I don't know. I don't identify as like, I just identify as like an alien. <laughs> like it's, and then yeah. you get into neo pronouns and that's a whole other podcast. That's what I, I actually had a, a comic friend last night who started. Cause it was like at a, at a show that's just for women and non-binary people. And he was the only penis person and or he, his pronouns are all pronouns. And so, and he says he's more comfortable with he, him just for the record. Um, and so, so he starts his set by being like, uh, I identify as non-binary, but by that, I just mean like, I feel like an alien, so this is the best I can do. And that's, yeah. And he's he's got Asperger's, and it's very much like, I don't know, like gender, for people with Asperger's, gender just doesn't really, and I'm sorry, I, 
I could say high functioning autism, but like I, but that you still don't really know how much they have. And as a comedian and as someone with Asperger's, I'm like, I'm going to fucking call it Asperger's because I think it's funnier. That um, is so, that's a really work. funny syntax thing or not like, I don't know, word thing too right now, because my little brother was diagnosed with Asperger's, which is now like, fuck the DSM anyway, right. which is now not even in it. And now we say autism spectrum disorder, but then you can self-identify as whatever the fuck you want. Right. And then like, it's so many things. Like, it's just right it's another word thing just like like it's i and my personal opinion is like however you self-identify is you and that's okay <laughs> like and words we are just never precise you know yeah, we they're don't words like, they're <laughs> words they only can point toward things and it will if we have a shared understanding so yeah um just let me know if, if we're, are we at the point where i can ask you one more question yeah let's so, do one okay more. let's do one more okay i'm gonna do my ending question then and then part two i'll ask all these other ones um so what is a wrong question that you have for someone else oh man a wrong question that i have for someone else okay yeah here's one so i think the i think the 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 question that's like you shouldn't ask but like sometimes i still find myself wanting to know it and i'm like why the Mm -hmm. fuck do i want to know this like this isn't something that should matter i say a lot of it's like which in the therapy world like you're not supposed to say should they're like don't should yourself but then i keep catching me i'm like whatever like i i wish that i didn't even think about this stuff but then i do and like remember when i was saying the thing about like oh are they non-binary like assigned female at birth or uh-huh, yeah birth. non-binary chick or non-binary dude and like yeah. <laughs> i still feel like trying, like trying to classify people and i or like and i almost wonder if i do that because i i want to know but this doesn't this doesn't tell me anything about their experience like because talking to them would tell me about their experience growing up but i almost like i'm like oh then i know that you are going from male expectate like society's expectations of men or boys or whatever to non-binary versus society's expectations of women female whatever to non-binary so I kind of like know a little bit about their story but that doesn't tell me shit about their story because that's their experience so I'm like why why do I need to know that like why is that something I would want to know but and with this point in society, we, you know, we are still so gendered. Um, and so, I mean, I think it's legitimate to wonder, one, there's some genetic realities to what you're born as. Um, it's not, you know, you can't really know everything about someone's genetic realities, obviously, no matter what, what they were assigned at birth or, you know, because and people could be intersex or people could be intersex in a way they don't even know about or we don't even know about. I mean, there's all kinds yeah. of stuff going on with that. Um, but also almost everybody is socialized one way or the other. And again, it depends because you can have a progressive, you know, New York family nowadays raising kids one way and you can have people in Alabama, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so, but there's still a phrase that my friend coined, at least to my understanding is like uh, sad or sass. You are socialized as a son or socialized as a daughter. And I think that is one that is really, you know, could be pertinent to know. Yeah. yeah well exactly it has a poetic poignancy I think to it like, for many of us i think of like jerry from strangers with candy yeah so i think that would be you know 
like that's the wrong question like as yeah. me asking not maybe that person but me asking like my partner oh is your non-binary friend yeah like, did they grow up this way or that way and like me then asking myself why do I need to know that but then right. I think I answered it which is like I kind of wonder what, wonder what shared experiences you do or don't yeah, have I think that yeah. it comes from a place of trying to relate or trying to learn um so yeah, that's that's an interesting one, but I don't think that it should be asked um, coming from like a place. Uh, you should probably not ask actually people face to face like, "Hey, what's up?" But I mean, it, it all depends on. It the depends context. on how close you are and the context. Yeah. But it maybe shouldn't come from a place of malice. Like, yeah, like, you have a peen or a veg. Nothing like, should come from you? a place of malice. What's down? What are you? Oh my gosh, I have a funny story for you that I thought about yesterday. So, like, gender euphoria, right? I feel it's where mm-hmm. you feel like you know shit's going well and everything's great. I had this moment of gender, like false gender euphoria yesterday. I was walking my dog in a cemetery. I have a historic cemetery by my house I'm walking my dog and I'm like trying to post on Instagram like this cute photo I took of him and I just like run right into this old lady <laughs> or this older woman and yeah. um I run I like almost run into her we start cracking up I'm like I'm so sorry oh my gosh and then she's like talking to my dog and petting him and she's like oh my gosh yeah well I saw I saw him or her first and I think she's talking about me and like not seeing me. like I didn't see you and she's saying that she'd be referring like, to you in the yes, third person I perceived I got so excited I was like yeah because I like looked kind of like I was wearing like gay little short shorts I, I was like I'm a gay boy today like whatever I don't even know and then she was talking about my dog and but like so yeah anyway cool good talk felt like a sad um yeah no that's funny i mean because that is the thing with me like you know i do love androgyny and so when someone is confused like uh, the other day uh at a comedy thing this guy was doing this other comic was doing crowd work and when he asked me like i like raised my hand about something he asked and he was like oh well uh normally i would uh just say do you but but whatever the fuck you are you know like he's like normally i would be like does yeah. he love you but yeah so and i was like I oh gotten good older so back when i made my little like ellen degenerless thing right i was like i don't know what i now i do like i do like not i like the idea of someone not being able to figure out so, like yeah who i am and i think that's why i also the physical aspects of the tea i like that because i am a very uh, without tea and I'm not really to where I want to be yet um I am a very like and I know I'll always like get misgendered but I don't feel like I'm a, like I was I had my voice was even softer and I was more mm. like I was just not where I wanted to be um and some of that is protective wanting to be more masked because I don't want to be vulnerable I don't want to be perceived as this like gentle because I've been yeah. like, disrespected by a lot of people um but yeah oh there was this other thing that happened that was very cute and it reminded me of your story about the whatever the fuck you are when my partner and I went to the clerk's office to get our marriage licenses something very sweet happened and the lady's just like which one of you is Kate because <laughs> my partner has long hair and like was yeah. wearing like little tights and I was like yeah we won <laughs> like, you could probably so, do that at the, the at restaurants like who with the credit card thing that you know that's gotta be yeah a source we'll of, do a little yeah. switcheroo there <sighs> um real quick how tall are you five two 
Ah, yeah. So that's one of those things where, like I said, I have five, eight privilege, five, eight androgyny privilege. And so, and I know it, you know what I mean? So like, yeah, if you want to be seen as mask, like you do kind of have to, and you know, if you want to be seen in in, in any kind of, however you want, whatever word you want to put to that mask, male, dude, whatever you do Mm -hmm. kind of have to do something about that. Yeah. Whereas I can live in this gray zone. And then, like I said, I don't take testosterone, but like, I still have to pluck yep. about 50 hairs a day from my face and everywhere else. If I don't want to have a scraggly yeah. little trans boy beard. So um, it's just wild. You know, I've also heard that, that our, our hormone levels, all of our hormone levels are different than they would have been, you know, in, in the past, a hundred years ago, thousands of years ago, especially whatever. And so we're all in this place. And then people are taking birth control, like, you know, and that's changing your various hormones. Like, there's so much hormone uh, therapy and, you know, hormonal things going on yeah. that aren't necessarily natural anyway, because we live in this weird civilization. Um, so we're all kind of gender fucks as it turns out, you know, <laughs> love it. Yep. Um, there's like dudes taking testosterone because they want to get hard, you know, it's, yeah, or, not, or it's, taking testosterone blockers because they don't want to get bald. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's so easy for them to get testosterone too. That is the, the other funny thing. Yeah um so yeah. well increasingly we live in a free country where uh everyone can do whatever they want with that shit exactly you, you want to be more mask go for it you want more testosterone more power to you <laughs> play around all right well i'm gonna let you go but like i said i'll schedule with you because i would love to have another conversation with even okay. more wrong questions and thank you so much this is really awesome. wonderful all right thanks right. ariel appreciate it Hey, 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 glad you made it. If you enjoyed my conversation with Kate, then subscribe to the podcast, tell a friend. If you have thoughts about any of this, or you want to be a guest on the podcast, or collaborate in any way, then email me at ellengingerless at gmail.com. Part two of our conversation will be out next week, and Wrong Questions Only on YouTube will be popping off soon if you want to get a head start and subscribe to that. See ya. Okay, I honestly have no idea how I accidentally just recorded that in that weird warped voice, that like trans anonymous sounding voice. But I guess I'm going to leave it because it's kind of funny. And also, I have no idea whether this is going to be in that voice or not. I'm learning how to do the editing. And also, I'm finding someone else to do this producing for me. In the meantime, enjoy whatever version of my voice there happens to be, I guess. Okay, bye.